Hello and welcome to Gloss Over, a podcast for creators, artists, entrepreneurs, spirit seekers, beauty lovers, and bosses. We're taking a deep dive into topics that we just can't gloss over. Hey, hey, everyone. Happy Tuesday. Welcome back to another episode of the Gloss Over Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Megan Whalen, makeup artist, entrepreneur, and beauty professional. <laughs> You're crazy. Hey, gang. It's Caroline Trudeau, experience innovator, culture maker, and the creator of thevoicescollection.com. Hey, girl. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday, everybody. How you doing? I am feeling a little crazy, actually. So, yes, accurate, accurate statement, accurate. A little cray-cray. That's good. A little cray-cray. But, uh, I mean it, how are you doing? Seriously. I'm okay. I'm hanging in there. I she's uh, she's reevaluating. She's on a comeback tour. Good, good. I'm working on it. Because you you had me (laughs) a little worried. Yeah, I had everyone a little worried. I had myself a little worried. It was worrisome. Let us just say it was worrisome. It was worrisome. Yes, so, worrisome. Um, yeah. do you want to share with the people sort of uh, a little bit of yeah, a little bit so of what's been going to, on and yes. how we came to this topic uh, for this episode, which is yeah. So, to quickly brief everyone, um, I, as we know, love to work, and just straight up overextended myself and expended way too much energy in a very short period of time. It's like the thick of my heavy season at the moment. And I am taking on a lot. Um, I'm saying no to a lot, speaking to last week. Right. But I um, think I'm Superwoman, and I just overloaded my damn schedule, and I exhausted myself, and I got dehydrated, and I um, experienced a very scary version of a migraine headache that uh, left me needing, like, medical attention. Um, It was really weird. I was in the middle of a a client session, and I lost feeling in my left arm. Like, I felt like my left arm was disconnected from the rest of my body, which was really weird. And my hand went numb, and um, my lips and my tongue went numb, like pins and needles tingling numb. I started to get, like, aura in my eyesight. My peripheral vision closes in. Now, people who suffer from migraine know that this is just the precursor to the blinding pain of a migraine headache. Um, but I've never experienced all of those symptoms all at once before. Uh, was really concerned obviously about like my blood pressure and my heart and all these things. And so long story short, everything's fine. I got that sorted out. I need to, um, follow up with all of my care team to make sure that I am prepared if and when this happens again, Mm -hmm. and also to prevent them in the future. And basically it was just a symptom of um, being over overly exhausted, triggering a neurological event that was very scary and stressful and awful. And um, yeah, so take care of yourself, y'all, because damn, when it hits you like that, shit gets real very quickly. Real, real quick. You take care, baby. Very quick. I um, thank you for sharing, and I'm glad that you're doing better. I got to tell you. When I didn't hear from you for a couple days, I was like, what is going on? What is happening to my girl? And um, you had been, like, yeah, you had been on a, a crazy streak um, leading up to that moment. Um, but isn't it fascinating how the body responds to the stress that we put on it? Oh, yeah, 100%. And the, the thing that kind of pisses me off, and when I say this, you'll be like, oh, my God. 
Megan. This is such a Megan thing to say. I was so close to finishing that streak of work. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I was like days away from the end of it and I just couldn't cross the finish line. Um, and that made me feel, I had a lot of guilt. I mean, I had a lot of, I had a lot of guilt. I had to cancel things. I, yeah. I had feelings of inadequacy. I felt like I was taking up other people's time, um, because I couldn't drive. So I had to call my husband who was also very busy and doing things to come pick me up and take me to seek medical help. And, um, it was, uh, an exercise I really don't want to go through again because I, I don't want to say I ruined anyone's day. Obviously people care about me and are concerned for my well-being, but also I felt like I let a ton of people down and I hate feeling that way. That's like the worst. Um, yeah. So the overall message was I need to figure out how to manage stress and how to identify when stress turns into burnout. Mm. What are things that I can do to prevent it? And how can I care for myself while going through these, these, these stretches of intense work? Um, I thought I was doing all the right things. I was trying to get adequate sleep. I was avoiding excess caffeine so that I could get adequate sleep, which is really hard to do when you're tired all the time and you're on that stretch. I was trying to stay hydrated. I was trying to eat energy producing food and not eating like Cheetos and bourbon at (laughs) two in the morning to keep me going. You know, like I was trying, I was really, I was putting in significant and Cheetos. Yes. Is this a thing? It's a coping mechanism. Okay. So yeah, right. I thought like there was Absolutely. an actual thing with Cheetos and no, but, I think it's just okay. poor choice. I think yeah. it's just this is how you're coping right now. Like I wasn't eating garbage. I was no, I, I wasn't eating enough. Like that was the problem is I wasn't taking the time to actually eat sufficient amounts of nutrition, and that is depleting. Um, but I was taking my vitamins and my supplements, and I was I was taking my little you know turmeric shots, and I was doing all the things. Um, but it wasn't enough. And so now I'm at a place where I'm like, okay, I need to really recognize when, because there were warning signs and I blew past them. You did. What were the signs? Yes. So for me, it was like when the stress turns to burnout, and this is probably true for everyone. So when I give some examples, I think people, I think light bulbs will go off for some and you'll be like, ah, okay. Um, stress turns to burnout thusly. Um, when you're stressed, you're like over-engaged, like you're consumed with this thing. You can't let it go. Yeah. And then it quickly turns, then it turns because you've burnt that out. It goes to disengagement. So I was in that hyper engagement stage right before you burn out and go into the disengagement stage. Um, my emotions were overactive. So I was, I was feeling a lot more emotionally than normal, but that's then quickly followed by your emotions are blunted and you don't feel anything because you've burnt that switch out. Um, I was hyperactive and urgent and anxious. Then when that burns out, you feel helpless and hopeless. I was losing energy. And after I lose energy, then I don't have motivation or ideals or really hope. Like it really, like all these things go hyperdrive and then it just shuts off. Right. Damn girl. You know? Yeah. So if I'm anxious and and overworking that part of my brain, then I get detached and depressed. So it's like, I have to notice when these things are getting really heightened because they're going to turn off soon. It's like, it's like when you short a circuit basically. So all these things were intense and heightened and hyperdrive and overdrive, and then they're going to shut down. Yeah. So for me, I have to be very aware of those little warning signs like, whoa, I'm excessively emotional right now or whatever it is, or I'm overly anxious or I'm obsessing about this, the process of the business or this particular system or this thing that I can't let go. It's time to step back because you're going to burn that out. It's a bulb that's going to blow up if you don't step away. 
This is very, very educative for me. Yeah. So, and then all the things will kind of stop. Um, and I hate feeling disengaged from things that I love, but I do it to myself time and again, because I allow these things, then you have to rebuild all over again. And that process takes way too long. So if you want to avoid the downtime, you really have to watch out for those warning signs and care for yourself and seek help and, you know, get a team, get a team, get a team. Get, get the, get with the care team. So what are you doing differently? Like what is this experience and this sort of lesson taught you as you, you know, you're, like you said, you're in the middle of the busiest season. What are you doing differently? Well, I think that at this point, I, I have a personality, like I'm a burnout artist. Like that should be on my damn business card. Um, because I am a pessimist to a degree and I have a pessimistic view of a lot of things. And I think that sets you up for it. Um, I also have like the need to be in control. I'm reluctant to delegate. Like you're, I'm a sitting duck. Like my personality traits, um, set me up for it. I'm also a high achiever. And when you are like that amalgamation of all of that, it becomes apparent that you are setting yourself up to just burn out and flop over. Um, so like I said, other than like the nutrition and trying to get adequate sleep, I'm also now just taking stuff off the calendar and I'm giving away work. I am taking a month off. I am going to take that time to like recharge. Um, just trying to find a little balance in my life and, if there's a day right. where my schedule's super heavy and someone's like, oh my God, it's like such an emergency. I need you next Tuesday. I'm going to be like, well, no, I can't do that because it's the one day. And again, not going to say why. I'm just going to say, I'm really sorry. I'm, yes. I'm overly committed. I cannot make that happen for you. I'm sorry, but think of me again in the future. I'm not available. I'm not available because I'm, I'm going to be riding my bike and eating pineapple and sitting outside in the sun because I need that. You know, I need to hydrate myself and rest and sit in the sun. I'm basically a houseplant with like really high level emotions. (laughs) So I need to take time to water myself and, and recharge and replenish, you know, reclaim my time. Yeah. It's so important. It's so important for us to take care of ourselves. I also think I'm reframing the way that I look at work. This is important. This is, this is, yeah, this is kind of important for me because I'm one of those people that like, does what I love. And then I start to hate it because it's work. Like I turned it into this and now I, now I have resentment because it's now it's such a typical Megan thing to do. It's really ridiculous. I think about that too, in the context of going back to work all the time, like I'm ready, but then am I going to hate it once when I have to get up every, you know what I mean? Like I'm going to create this monster and will I absolutely so Love I turn things it. into like the, the negative self-talk around work. It's like, oh my God, I have to do this. I have to da 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 da. It's like, no, 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 no. I get to do yeah. this. Like this is something I've worked a really long time oh, for. This mm-hmm. is a privilege that I have. It's a privilege yeah. that you've created this amazing business. I have business. the flexibility in yes. my schedule to take time if I need to. I can go away if I want. I can, you know, I kind of take for granted the kind of freedom that I've created for myself. Um, and it's almost like I lock myself away in the work because I love it so much. And, and some of that is like fear of 
uh, missing something really good or fear of catching that, you know, not catching that check or whatever it is. But like, you got to let that shit go. Um, so I look at everything that I do. I try to reframe yeah. it. Like this is a privilege. I get to do that. And here's the good part about it. And yes, I'm tired, but like here, here's the good stuff. And then the other thing I've done is, um, try to find and connect with people that are my peers in this business that don't necessarily work with me that I can kind of commiserate with and build a solid team around, Hey girl, I need to not work next, you know, Wednesday, you know, from three to seven, I've got this job that came in, you know, are you interested? Are you free? And would you like me to refer this client to you? Um, so I've started like giving away my work because I think that's going to come back to me karmically anyway, because we know that the yes, it will. I was the just energy of reciprocity that. in the universe is alive and well. And I also want to see my friends and my peers and my my um, my other pros out there succeed. The people that are in my circle. So, like cultivating a group of people that I trust that I can that I can trust with my book of business to like send. I yeah. think has also been vital, vital. That's awesome. And it brings the community together. And it brings the community together. And when you share your real story, people get, people empathize and yep. sympathize. And like, these are legitimately people who know exactly how I feel. And they, they, they have at one point or another experienced exactly what I'm going through. And there's, there's comfort there. Um, there's also accountability partners there. So that's proven to be real helpful. <laughs> yeah. I, I was just trying to think too. When have I experienced burnout in my life? Um, and and I remember uh, the 2016. Yeah, 2016 was crazy. Mm. It was insane. And we did uh, our final presentation, our final pitch in December, early December. And I drove home from New Jersey and I could feel myself like releasing all of the shit that had accumulated over probably six months. And I was so sick. Mm. I was so sick. I I got home. I I, I could feel there was something going on in my body. Like there was a, a physical reaction to leaving the space where this presentation had occurred, but it was just metaphoric, essentially. It wasn't like, that wasn't the place where all the stress was happening. It was just like, it's done. You're getting in your car, you're driving back to Virginia. And then I laid on my couch and the next morning I woke up and I was ill. It's like, my body was like, I'm going to take you all the way to, I can't. And your body will very quickly remind you that like, hi, you're human. The same thing happened to me. I was, um, I was working out in Vegas and I was on a plane home and it was a crazy work stretch and I was coming home from Vegas and on the plane, I slept the entire way home from Vegas, like out, like a light, like, like gone. Wow. And then I had pneumonia when I got back because I was so flipping sick. Oh my God. I was just like, I, I was so depleted physically, spiritually, emotionally, metaphysically, you know, all the way in all the ways that I just couldn't anymore. And your body is like, no, girl. So that's why. Yeah. You have oh, to yeah. listen to because these Because if you signs, don't, it's going to knock you right on your ass. Absolutely. It just gets worse. It just gets and worse. And then your downtime is more and you don't want that. You know, like you don't want to let people down. You don't want to be in a place where you're at your studio having a full on panic attack because you don't know if your blood pressure is okay. Like that's not good. We don't ever want to be there. Well, 
And also to get to the end of that, those phases that you were talking about before, you know, to get to a point where you're totally disengaged and disinterested and, you know, frankly not loving life, I would imagine at that point, then it's not worth it. You got to handle it before. Because my work is shit then. Yeah, I don't want shit work. Being a creative is really exhausting, and it takes a lot out of you, and I have to be, you know, supplemented so that I can be creative and brilliant, and I can't do that if I've got nothing. You've got to be on all the time. I know. It's so so hard. So you got to rest. Got to take some time. Exercise has definitely been helpful. Super. Moving the body is helpful. Dropping some pounds has definitely been helpful. Um you know, decreasing my exposure to people that are living in a negative space has also been, I don't want to label them toxic because that's not for me to do, but, um, people that live in a negative space definitely impact me because I am a sensitive. So I absorb a lot. Um, and I can't be around it. So I have to, with love, detach, detach (laughs) Um, with love, detach with love and just keep it pushing and be around people that uplift me. And, you know, I want to be around the people that feel like sunshine. You know what I mean? I know exactly Uh, what you mean. And if anybody does this, Oh, sorry. Yes. What? No, tell ask all the things. No. So I wanted to ask you, um, what, what are the signs that I should look out for? Because I feel like we are connected. Like, mm-hmm. you know, to have a gal pal, to have a, you know, and this is for, for the audience too, right? Like, have somebody check in on you. Because I know how passionate you are about work, about your business, about your clients, about all the things. Uh, but, like, what, and you live in a state of go, go, go. Mm-hmm. Like that's your, your normal is I go, I go, I go. It's also where we live. That yeah. has an energy about it that is very rushed and hurried and stressful and frantic and frenetic. And so getting out of town is good. I mean, yeah. we live in the DMV. That's, that's a very frantic, you know, the beltway is a terrifying place. Oh, the traffic so, and stuff. But, yeah. but okay. So my question is what, can, what should I look out for and what can I do to help? Um, so that, you know, when I do see that you're maybe, you know, on, on one of these paths or, or is there anything that I can do? Can, can we help each other out? Oh, that's so sweet. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. I think that yes. if there, yeah, I, I definitely think so. And looking out for yourself and your, your peeps is hugely important. And I think anybody yeah. that's having like kind of, I want, I don't want to say this because everyone feels how they feel, but if you feel like someone's having a gross overreaction to something seemingly small, um, if oh, they seem like you did for me a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> what did I do? Oh God, what did I do? Well, no, you were like, I think you should not fight that battle. You're pretty much oh. like, I was just going on and on and on and on about the yeah, one thing. And I mean, like, Don't fight. That, that's but a I little, that, that's a little bit different. I mean, knowing but it totally you, helped. I, I got no, yeah. off of it. It totally helped. Yeah. Knowing you, that's not a, not an early warning sign of anything, but for me, because I I, I, I'm not terribly emotional. So like if I start getting stressed and then I start to cry, or if somebody says something to me that I really take to heart, which normally I wouldn't, um, any, any emotional changes I think are, um, uh, something to look into noteworthy. Um, and if anyone is just, you know, 
if they seem as if they're going too hard or they're burning out or they're not excited about what they're doing and they don't seem to be in a happy place, really stop and say, are you okay? And then the answer is likely, yeah, I'm fine. I'm just like in this place where I've got to get through all these things and I don't feel like I'm even breathing because generally we just take really shallow breaths all day long. And sometimes it's a good thing to stop and breathe and breathe into your belly and just recharge and feel better for three minutes. Um, so yeah, I think gross overreactions, um, uh, and, uh, sort of a frenzied state of being is not normal because that can only last so long. So I guess just like general extra behavior is a warning sign that something's very off balance and could potentially go south pretty quickly. Yeah. And I'm not saying like that approaching a friend who is feeling that kind of way may be appropriate for everyone. You know, some people don't want to, some people don't want help and some people probably will get offended that, you know, somebody's like, hey, you don't seem fine or it seems like you're taking on too much or so I'm, I'm certainly not advocating for you know, that unwarranted, let me help you with your problems type thing. Yeah, Um, but I think that there's a way to approach that. Like, I think you're on the right track there. I just don't think that, I think it's all on how you approach it. Yeah. I think if you're like, hey, I feel like you're really like, don't just inject your opinion. Ask, are you all right? Yeah. How are you feeling? How are you feeling? It's a perfectly reasonable question. And most of the time, if you're asking a dear friend, how are you feeling? They're going to give you an unabashed, you know, like real life answer. Um, So how are you feeling is not judgment. How are you feeling is not uh, overtly negative or intrusive. I genuinely care about your well-being and I want to know how you are and how you're feeling. And that's a great question. That will open the door for... Well, girl, maybe you need to, you know, is there any way possible you can take a day? Is there any way you can cut back? Can you farm out some of this stuff? Can you delegate? Can you, you know, and then kind of offer those solutions. Or is there anything I can do to help you with? Yeah, do you want to talk about it? Can I help? Um, Yeah, so I think it's how you approach it. I think, you know, like, bitch, you're overworked. You need to get your shit together is not the (laughs) ideal approach. Although I would probably say that to you. <laughs> Which I would, frankly, like, be like, well, no shit, bitch. Like, duh. I, like, yeah, I know. Yeah, I put myself um, in the fucking hospital. Oh. But, but coming from a place of care and concern with how are you? How are you feeling? How are you feeling? It's so perfectly nice. acceptable and Do you want to talk about it? Yeah. yeah. For the people that you care about. Right. So thank because you for sharing. Because that's a boundary, right? Like, do you want to talk exactly. about it? Exactly. Because you don't exactly. have to. If you don't want to, I'm asking permission. Oh, you don't want to. So much do growth happening right it? now. Well, so thank you for um, for sharing your story because I think it's really important for people to have a personal story to relate to. Um, people that how might do you be going through it. How do, how do you do it? Because oh. I see you. So balanced that I'm frankly jealous of your of your ability to, with ease and agility, manage your schedule and your travel and your all the shit. Like how you well, tell me how? Thank you. Clearly, I mean, I'm not doing it very well. So. This is this is uh, awesome feedback. Thank you. I I receive it and uh, I appreciate it. I don't, I don't have as much on my plate as you do, you know? I don't have to, you know, I don't have to go anywhere. I could, I mean, I could do my work anywhere right. that I feel like. 
And I literally, um, I'm just ramping up to go back to working, you know, full time. Right. So, so we'll I, check in you know, when that happens and see how you're yeah, doing. Actually, <laughs> I was just going to say that because one of the things that I'm conscious of is that, you know, I will go back to a routine at some point and it will be, you know, the sort of the Monday through Friday hustle and bustle sort of thing. Um, and I have learned so much um, in the time off that I took and in starting my own business. And in, I've learned so much about myself and how I, I work best. When do I work best and how do I work best um, that I'm really hoping um, my strategy is to continue to honor this balance and to honor what I've learned about myself in the context of whatever next big things co- thing comes at me. But I also know that I'm very, um, I, I get invested. I'm very passionate. Yeah. And, and, you know, things that are sometimes outside of my control that don't make sense generate a reaction in me. And, and that causes stress and it makes me question and then I want to go change it and it's not really my job to change, you know, like this, this is my story. This is my pattern. This is how I've grown. Um, so I think it would be really interesting. Um, let's check in again on that. Actually, let's put it on the, the whiteboard because I will yeah. want to talk about it when it's time. Yes. Yeah. No, I, I, I see myself in that too. Um, all that you just said. I, I totally, I get it. So, so to be continued. To be continued, girl. Right uh, on. Thanks well, for thanks sharing, so much, boom. everybody, Tell- for tuning in. Go to yes. Twitter, find us at Glossover Pod. You can also find us on Instagram at This Is Caro and Glossover Babe. And until next time, K, love you. Bye. The end. Thank you for listening. Have a topic you'd like us to gloss over? Hit us up on Twitter at Glossover Pod, and find us on the web at thevoicescollection.com dot slash Glossover Pod.